spray stuff. stuff and then if you get in like a bed i don't think people do both i think that'll like give you ultra ultra mega like super raptor cancer if you do both <laughs> i don't know well i don't uh, know <laughs> i've never done either okay well maybe we'll talk about that on a podcast oh god <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to episode 23 of the egg <gasps> sausage podcast that is tank i am gg navyar that's dapper dame <laughs> and this is me tonight we are chatting about our guilty pleasures and before we lead into this we were just chatting off air about what actually makes a guilty pleasure a guilty pleasure for certain people? Because my first thought is like, okay, let's say, okay, you know how everybody hates the band Creed, right? But like, let's say you, I have heard that. let's say that you like the band Creed and other bands like it. It's not a guilty pleasure if you already like the band. But for a lot of people who happen to be like, like very sneakily listening to Creed, in their on their own time in their own privacy that yeah. would be a guilty pleasure i yeah i do think like a guilty pleasure is something that's just like out of the ordinary for what you normally do yeah i think maybe like you could kind of put them in buckets maybe like out of the ordinary for friends out of the ordinary for your family out of the ordinary for society in general right maybe I I mean, I think guilty pleasures is like a one person thing. And then like that person, you know, maybe they're really into like, you know, me in high school, like Marilyn Manson and anything, you know, like <laughs> anything with lots of like leather and studs and I don't know, too many emotions probably. And then if you were to like, I don't know, watch Hannah Montana on the weekends or something, you know, like that would be your guilty pleasure. Yeah. Like out of your norm. Yeah, it's like how society perceives you, but then you do something completely different in your private life. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to talk about TV show guilty pleasures because I feel like for a lot of people that is relevant in terms of like, oh my God, I never thought I'd love this show. And then they end up like binge watching an entire season or two or whatever it may be. But my girlfriend at the time, way back when I was a wee lad, sorry if Tank barks, by the way, guys, he's just very excited that we're podcasting this evening. He has a lot of feelings. Yes. He has a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> but at the time, you know, I was uh, in my early 20s. So, you know, I didn't know shit about the world, really. I mean, no one's really that grown up in their early 20s. Um, you think you are. You think you are. You definitely think you are. You're like, I can go to a bar and I know a lot of things. <laughs> yep. That's exactly my train of thought when I was like 20. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, the big show at the time was the motherfucking Jersey Shore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I've actually never seen that show. Really? Was it just I know like, a lot of people have seen it though. Was it like past your or like before your time where you were like old enough to really like get into it? Because there you is No, it was it was definitely like in my time frame, like age wise. I it could have been something that I watched. I just never did. Okay. Well, okay. So I think that uh there's definitely some similarities between us as people. So mm -hmm. Yeah, I would take you for a person that probably has never watched Jersey Shore. You would probably perceive me 
as somebody who's also not watched the Jersey Shore because it is over the top spray tan, which we were also just talking about off air ridiculousness. <laughs> um, I think it's just it's considered like trash TV. And if you tra- watch trash TV, that's like your guilty pleasure. I think Jersey Shore set sail uh, for the trash TV train. You know, like they were. It's one of the most popular, but I mean, there was shit like, uh, what was it like rock of love and, you know, like the bachelor and, uh, were those, I guess those were probably around that time. Survivor. Hold on. Let's yeah. take a step back though. Have you watched MTV's real life? No. Okay. But you know what, you know what real life is though? That was like the first reality show that really became prominent, right? You know that? Yeah. You're hip to that. No, I knew it was a show that existed, and that was it. Okay, so you can't talk about reality TV without talking about MTV's real life, but I think a lot of people look at real life and sort of not respect it more, but they don't think that it's trash TV like you're talking about with Jersey Shore. Um, Okay. What I was was coming back... Coming back to uh, Jersey Shore, though, what I was getting at is... It's it. The show was such a train wreck and my girlfriend at the time, I guess maybe in hindsight was a train wreck too. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's Did you really like that show or something. Did she you get into it? loved it. And of course we'd be hanging out on the couch as couples do. And I'd just be like, well, this is my life now. I'm watching the Jersey shore, but you know what? I'm with my girlfriend. So whatever and then i found myself being like oh shit it's whatever night it was on wednesday night sunday night i don't know did you watch it on cable yes yeah because we had an apartment together and we had yeah we had cable we had cable yeah we had tv um so i found myself like not maybe like over the moon excited, but excited enough to be like, why the fuck am I excited about watching Jersey Shore? But it was such a damn train wreck. You couldn't look away. You couldn't look away. I guess I can understand that. So the show that like is my current guilty pleasure. So it used to be America's Next Top Models. Hmm. Uh because those girls, like, I really liked the, like, art aspect of it and, like, the beautiful okay. pictures and the technique and whatnot. But I really liked was these, like, personalities all being forced into a house together. And they're like, yeah, see what happens, you know? Like- <laughs> well, that's that you just described um, real world. That that essentially is what it was. Is- I think that's all reality TV. Let's just take a bunch of strangers, squish mm-hmm. them together in uncomfortable circumstances, maybe make them compete. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, it works. It works for not only just Americans, but it just works for humans. I don't know why. Like, whoever came up with the idea of a reality TV show, like, kudos to you because you struck gold. Yeah, they just keep changing, like, the the circumstance a little bit. So give me an example. Of, of of a circumstance in in the show that you like. 
The show, I don't even know if I like it. That's the thing. I oh. just watch it. Oh, so it definitely just, is a guilty pleasure. You're like, I'm not committed mm-hmm. to telling the world, even though we're live right now. But you're like, I'm not committed to telling the world that I like this. Yeah, no, if I if someone asked me like, hey, what show should I watch? It would never be The Circle. No, it would never. I would never <laughs> tell anybody to watch this show. <laughs> but I watch it. <laughs> That is the pure definition, everybody, of guilty damn pleasure. In this show, basically, it is like the most millennial fucking reality, (laughs) air quotes, show there is. Yeah. Because they basically are in this, like, apartment building, and there's, like, I don't know, eight of them, something like that, and they're each in a different apartment, and they can only interact through this social media platform called The Circle. Yeah. And you can only share very limited information so that people get this like idea of you. And there's like some people who are like totally genuine, some people who are catfishing. Um, and it's just, yeah. That's you couldn't get more millennial than that. Oh, I know. And then there's people every week who get like verified. They get the little check mark by their name and they yeah. th- those two people vote like who leaves. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's trash, but I watch it. It's literal <laughs> just Twitter in real life is what that sounds like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But with like eight people. So you can't really hide from anything. Speaking of, guys, we do have a Twitter. If you guys would like to drop us a line or just check out some tweets and stuff, check it out in the show notes. We'll have the link down there. If you'd like to hit us up on our on our tweeters, as the uh, as the boomers would say. <laughs> yeah, is that what they say? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> how many how many boomers out there like are into millennial stuff, and they're and that's their guilty pleasure, right? You mean maybe they really like Instagram or something? Yeah, maybe they maybe they're like really into like just sending, um, just text messages with only emojis dude i i think i put an emoji in every single text message do you like almost yeah you are an emoji user you really are it just gets the point across you know use your words adrian see i'm sounding like a boomer yeah but sometimes they get like i don't know a little like gray area and fuzzy and you just gotta like throw a little happy face in there it's better than well, like an LOL. Do you ever like text people and they're like, ha ha, blah, 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 LOL, dot, 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 ha ha ha. That's me. Like, that's a hundred percent me. I don't think you put LOL in every message. Do you? I put it in a lot. I'm just, I'm a laughable guy. Like I like laughing. I, I enjoy laughter. I can see you laughing while you're messaging people. And oh, 100%, 100%. Like I will be... LOLing until the day I die, even though I'm not actually laughing out loud. 100%. I don't think I use LOL anymore. I think like since I've been on Twitch for the last year and a half, something like that, I like always use LUL to get like the laughing guy. And then sometimes even if I'm not on Twitch, like and I'm texting somebody, I want to put LUL and then it just comes out awkward because they're probably not using Twitch. How much do you actually use Twitch either like twitch jargon either in real life speaking and or texting jargon like the emotes yeah um 
I I really only try to use it like on Twitch, but I'm on Twitch every day, every day. <laughs> There's not a day where I'm not watching somebody do something or doing something on it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is which is the future. I mean, we're we're living in the future. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but I've I've literally no joke used the word kappa in in a really? sentence. One hundred percent. That's awesome. So get on my get on my nerd level. <laughs> I don't think I use that one often, like even in in chat. I love it. I'll have, I'll have to start utilizing them more. Some of them, though, like I even got screwed on this one. Some of them, like the prefix on the emote is so freaking long, you'll never be able to type them. Sure. You know, like some people have a really short name and then they put like a number or a letter or something after it. So it's, mm. it's very short. But if you have like, I don't know, a name that is common, then you get like that name and a couple numbers and then your emote name. It's like mine's Dapper 22, whatever. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, I'm <laughs> never going to type that. Never. Not Every. one time. I don't think I've ever typed out one of my own emotes. So, yeah, I feel you. Mm -mm. I need to make them shorter now. You're making me conscious about this. I wish this. I could, but my prefix is so freaking long. <laughs> Right, you couldn't short you couldn't shorten it to like DD. Like if it was like That'd be so nice. if it was like the plant heart, it couldn't be just like DD love. Cuz that would be so much more convenient. <laughs> or even L just for love, could be three letters. That'd be so fucking great. L for love. <laughs> yeah, H for high, you know, whatever. Oh my god, this is the dream. <laughs> Come on, I'd Twitch, make it use happen. that in a text. <laughs> I like I think that they should actually incorporate, there should be like a way to incorporate channel emotes into text messages because that would be ultimate next level, like bringing your Twitch brand to the world. I'm sure you could oh somewhere. That would be but. such like an awkward flex though, especially if you're like talking to like family members and you <laughs> use your own emotes. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, thanks for the Christmas gift, GG emote. <laughs> It's got the candy cane. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I finally had to retire that, by the way. Adrian was so nice to make me these candy cane style uh, GGs as an emote. And I, I finally retired it. Like, it was like putting my February. Christmas tree away, you know, like in Jan like, like late January. So it was time. Mm -hmm. But we have a new GG emote with Tank's face with it, uh, hopefully being approved soon. So... If any Dude, that of you, crap takes so long. I've had it be as short as a couple, like two, three days. I've had it as long as like a week plus. A year ago, I think it was like two, three days. And last time I turned some in, it was two weeks. That's probably just because of the sheer number of affiliates, right? Possibly. I would have to think because I think people are now realizing that it's easier to get affiliate now more than ever so i mean i guess if you got like three friends that are willing to right keep your tab open right exactly exactly so yeah i'm sure there's a lot more affiliates out there that are just like oh shit i got it i'm submitting an emote and i can only imagine that it's i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that it's like a thousand a day at least oh, that have to be that, that have to be manually approved yeah and it's globally too 
I didn't even yeah, think about that. Make sure like each one like is in line with their terms of service. I got one rejected. Did you really? I think I, yeah, that was one of my Christmas emotes. I had just the letter F with like snow on it and you can't have single letters. Oh, I just submitted one with a single letter. So rest in peace. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I also say rip a lot like day to day conversation. I'm like, rip this, rip that. Just rest- switch that with an F. Just do R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. I have it. mine as a little dead plant, but the it's still called Rip, like as an email. Yeah. I mean, that's that's way more creative than what I was thinking. <laughs> so. <laughs> Fair enough. You could do a little tombstone. Ooh. I wish it could be like a tombstone with like an F on it. Hmm. Ooh. That's a good workaround. <laughs> yeah. Right. To, okay, we're gonna we're gonna look into that, but <laughs> you can try. You can try. All right. Well, do let's... you have any like creative like guilty pleasures? Is there anything you like to do on the side that you probably would never do with like I don't know friends or something? Um, do you do Bob Ross paintings in your free time? I wish. I really wish I did. I don't really have anything creatively, but I was. Uh, I was really thinking about the musical taste that I have and the diversity that is already found in my day-to-day listening of, of music, but I found that I listen to a lot of either like in-your-face or super, super like emotional-driven music. So like I, Enya? <laughs> no. <laughs> that kind of no, not like cry yourself to emotional. sleep in a bathtub emotional. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, just like uh super like deeply emotionally written lyrics and and yeah, just like heavier songs and and really like like conscious rap um that's just like very okay. like gritty or like hip hop that's very gritty. And like true to the world and stuff like that. Um, so I find myself wanting to like take a take a breather from that. Like I want to listen to music, but I don't want to listen to all this heaviness all the time because it like weighs on you. So I oh, I yeah. I turn to pop music. I don't admit this often, but I turn to pop music. That's Here's my your thing. Go-to. Uh so my go-to really recently was Halsey. <sighs> No. Oh, okay. Not T Swift. <laughs> I will. I will listen to some T Swift, but she's not my favorite. It's just something though about Halsey's voice. I'm like, mm, get it, girl. <laughs> I even have a hard time considering her pop. Like that's definitely her music, but her like, yeah, like her voice and like her aesthetic is very not. Wait, that does genre. she does she write all of her stuff? Does she not have ghostwriters? I have no idea. Okay, I've that's been duped so many times. I'm like, oh, I thought you wrote your stuff, and they're like, nope, they paid somebody. Well, I think that happens more so more than people think. I mm-hmm. really do. Like, there's there are so many artists that like put out hit after hit that you could never do that without a ghostwriter. You could never do it. I can see that making an album in like a year, like most of these people put one out like every year, if not every other year. Sure. With sure. like what, ten to twenty songs. That's that's so much. That's so much. So much. I like if I were a single performer, like if I didn't have mm-hmm. anyone to like really collaborate with, I'd be putting out like ten song albums, maybe 
maybe once a year. I'm I'm thinking more realistically like a year and a half for for an album if I'm like grinding. Right? I've never written anything like that, let alone something that could be profitable, so <laughs> I would need like five years. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> and totally I fair. Still, never release it. That's totally fair. But I'm just thinking in like a broader term, not for you or sure. I specifically. Um, but because yeah. I'm in the same boat, like I've, I'm not very musically inclined. But assuming that you had somebody producing it, somebody making the beats or the the music, the background, you know, whatever it is, the melodies, mm -hmm. um, and you were strictly writing. Like it, it takes a lot to to either like gather your feelings or find something to be inspired to write about or whatever that may be. Like you yeah. have to take other people's sort of experiences and stuff at some point to continue to produce music. You yeah, know, like but other people's experiences and having them write it for you is very different. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> so you said that you listen to like gritty rap normally. Yeah. And then like, like pop is your uplifter. Yeah, for sure. Who do you normally like listen to or like, I've never heard anything called gritty rap before. Um, I would call it like more conscious rap, more conscious okay. rap. If, uh, for the, for the, for the younger crowd, it would be called the woke rap. <laughs> the woke. I've never heard these terms before. I'm so not woke. <laughs> We need to do a podcast on wokeness, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like um, I'll just give you somebody off the top of my head. Um, Chewy, he's he's like a younger rapper from the West Coast that does a lot of conscious stuff. Um, talks about um, some government stuff and uh, just day to day struggles and stuff like that. So okay, it's it's but it's like it's heavy music, especially for somebody like myself, um, who just like, absorbs people's emotions. So like, I really do end up like feeling the weight of it after I listen to an extensive period of time of of a certain, you know, style. Couldn't listen to like an album and then you know maybe not want to like cry a little. <laughs> Maybe not cry, Man, it's but dying. It's, our fault. it's our fault. Maybe not cry, but just be like, just like take a long pause and just be, you know, damn like that. Like, it's, you know, yeah, that music is really nice to like open you up to perspective sometimes. Yes. But if you do listen to like multiple tracks in a row, like I don't think that that person hopefully maybe made all of that music in a row so they didn't Hopefully. go through like this huge long period of like down 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 you know so yeah. you can't listen to it all in a row it'll just you'll feel the same way well there's there's definitely some artists um like a couple like the rapper that comes to mind is um nf like that guy mm -hmm. just has like dark emotional song after dark emotional song and it's just he feels like an artist that is like insanely conflicted inside and like his only outlet like to not let the pressure cooker like blow up is making music. And it's like it's kind of scary. It's it's kind of scary. <laughs> but yeah. like NF is a perfect example of an artist like I can only listen to like four or five of his songs until I have to be like, OK, um, you know, send me to like 
Journeyland. Okay, just put Journey in my in my in my ears right now because I can't. <laughs> I'll listen to like one of his songs and then take a break for like a month. Sure, sure. Well, what do you typically listen to, and where do you where do you go to like find your comfort? What's like your guilty pleasure that nobody thinks that Adrian listens to? So lately, my like taste in music has gotten like really far away from like metal and rock and has gone more into like folky, like indie kind of music. Really? As, yeah, especially since I've been dicking around on the mandolin. Like I just sure. want to listen to songs that are in, you know, that are playable. Yeah, you're going to start wearing a straw hat and some more flannel, I'm sure, soon. And I want overalls so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Yes. Can't wait. Pocket, that's probably so useful. I can't wait. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So that's what I've been listening to lately. And like my, I guess, guilty pleasure off the genre would be like, oh my God, like just straight up like trap music, just like the mm. most like hood rap, Ebonics sounding. I don't garage band type shit you can find. Sure, sure. So and like, like the like getting like the auto tune and stuff in there too, where it's just like it's just an extra layer of just like, damn it. <laughs> but you, yeah. Sometimes it's really like you know how there's like B horror, B not B horror films. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's like B roll. Yeah, rap, I guess it's I, not what you'd find normally. That's that's a good point too. Um, I never thought about like B horror films being guilty pleasures because it kind of is. Or just like cheesy movies in general can be a total guilty pleasure. Oh, dude, Napoleon Dynamite? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> if if you haven't watched that movie, like if you've seen it twice, you've probably tried to do the dance that he does in that movie, and it is the most cringy but beautiful shit ever. It really is, though. I don't consider that movie a guilty pleasure, though, because I really? feel like a lot of people that was a well-received movie. So maybe maybe like somebody that's considerably older than us would consider that maybe a guilty pleasure if they watched it. But people in our age bracket, I'm saying that's not a guilty pleasure. Yeah, people in our age bracket, because they also grew up with that movie mm. and it was like the first kind of movie that was just absolutely like mindless in our generation, at least the first one, like I discovered. And then it just like kind of turned into, I don't know. There's just like all these other films that you, you there's no plot line. It's yeah. Just... <laughs> it's, it's like, it was like the, the era of the, of the stoner films, so to speak. Dude, um, yeah. Like what was it? Pineapple express. Yeah. Yeah. And, babysitter and like all kinds of shit like that. yeah there's a there's a more accurate term i think that the critics use it's not stoner film but you guys you guys probably understand what we're saying it's just kind of those like goofy like just almost like toilet humor right yeah oh what was it it was like dogma was one of the ones in sure like early 2000s sure 90s. sure absolutely rain watchers i think was one of them sure absolutely yeah yeah um yeah, I but like another another thing that follows that same line is uh Adam Sandler movies. Mm. Oh my god. I haven't watched an Adam Sandler 
or a Jim Carrey movie in so long, but I grew up with that shit. And Robin Williams, oh my god! Okay, Catch Adams was like my favorite. We can we can never put Robin Williams in the category of guilty pleasures. That's just pleasure. <laughs> That's true. Who doesn't love him? But you know, I grew up in that at that perfect age where the movie Happy Gilmore was was life. Like that, mm-hmm. we quoted that movie front to back all day long. You know, that that was gospel. Yeah. As time went on and my generation grew up and matured, um, <laughs> people were like, Adam Sandler actually kind of sucks. Like he's kind of washed up. Like he doesn't make good movies anymore. Well, I was sitting there just kind of like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I still like Adam Sandler. And I feel like he makes movies that just make him feel good. Um, He's got enough money, you know, and like, who cares? They're not like garbage dumpster movies by any means. Um, They're not Oscar winning either. The last one I saw him in. So the last two, one was really good, but it was a long time ago. Do you remember when like Click came out? Yeah. That was a good Adam Sandler movie. That one Um, I did not watch. Really? Oh, you're missing out. Okay. Good one. Noted. It's, I'll watch it. It's not in like that usual bracket of like humor though. There is like a degree of like actual seriousness to it. With, sure. Like, lots of, um, what do you call it when they make a joke in like a difficult time? Comic relief. Yeah. Lots of comic relief. And the last one I saw him in was The Cobbler. Not a fan. So not I've heard fan. mixed, mixed reviews about The Cobbler. Um, I have not seen it, so I'm like I definitely I still want to see it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard it was like a little bit more serious, right? Like that's so they tried to make it serious, and again with like lots of comic relief, like through this movie. But then like the plot no longer made it sense, or like they they stretched it too far. You know, they mm. tried to like really milk it, and then it just became kind of meh. In my opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't want to tell you details because if you're going to watch yeah, it, then no, I'm definitely going to watch it. I got to find time to do these things as well. <laughs> Dude, I have zero of that. <laughs> There's just so much stuff that I want to watch. And it's just I, like, I, I wish I could take more time to just completely veg out and just watch nothing but TV and movies for like, two days straight it'd be great same well my sister's gonna visit in like two weeks and i think we're gonna do that we're gonna go to the take aquarium some, for sure but take some time off. off yeah yeah there you go that'll be fun i even took an actual day off of work so we can just like be potatoes together and Very I'll, like, good. we'll bake cookies and yeah i'm jealous watch the circle make some mac and cheese <laughs> oh dude mac and cheese with like a fuckload of black pepper is the best Ooh, so good black pepper is just great I love black pepper. <laughs> it is. No. Oh, do you have like a guilty like food? No. Like so a- oh, I was going to say that earlier is like the, the first thing that I think about when I hear the, the phrase guilty pleasure is food for some reason. I don't know. Hmm. It, beca- okay. Maybe because the word guilty is in there and then like. Oh, yeah. There's so much guilt with food. There's I don't know why. so much. It all tastes good. It all tastes so good. Give me all the sugar and all the carbs. <laughs> I have such a sweet tooth. I do too. Do you like candy and stuff? I don't like candy as much as I just like 
just sugary things, especially chocolate. Chocolate's candy, isn't it? Um, it like well, you could have it in different forms. I don't necessarily like gravitate towards chocolate in candy form. We got to be very specific about this. <laughs> okay. What form of chocolate do you consume? No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that is that is the first thing that I go to. Like I just, I envision myself like sneaking like, sh- like shortbread chocolate cookies out of the pantry when I when I think of like the t- the term guilty pleasure, and then Did you like do that when you were a kid, oh 100%. Like I would That's I would eat I would guilty. eat dinner I would eat dinner and then I'd have like four to like five cookies as like my dessert, but then after my parents went to sleep, I would sneak back upstairs mm-hmm. and raid this and raid the uh, the pantry again for like another four to five cookies. And Did that, you ever take them strategically and try to like restack them so they were at the same height that they were before? That's genius. But no, I never I had that. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is why I also was like a lot of pounds coming out of high school. So yeah, watch your cookie intake, everyone. <laughs> oh, I used to always sneak snacks like that. Now that I'm an adult and I realize how expensive like just having sweets constantly be consumed is, I don't buy it as much. Um, But when it was in the house and they're like, all right, there's a pint of ice cream in there. We'll share it on Friday. I'm like, Friday? It's Saturday. We have a whole nother week to go. Why can't we just eat it today? So I would put it in the microwave for like 15 seconds so it got soft. Yeah. Take it out cut the bottom off and put it back in so there's just like the top part you know oh my god this is <laughs> and i would eat half a pint of ice cream like so fucking fast in my bedroom <laughs> and the brain freeze would be like melted to me but it was always worth it it was worth it i got away with it every time that is some next level sneakiness like do you know what taught me that um cup ramen Explain. Because like it, the styrofoam cups of ramen, if you cut it in half, the whole bottom half is empty. There's like one puck of noodles that sits halfway on the cup, right, um, to make it look fuller. Right. And I remember I just like broke one of those open once. Um, I don't know why I was a destructive child. <laughs> um, and I saw that the whole bottom was empty. I'm like, oh, I could apply this to so many things that come oh. in this shape of container. <laughs> So, yeah, I was an ice cream bandit for years. See, and that shows that being destructive as a child sometimes pays off. It, 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 it can teach you things. You lots of acne in middle school. I mean, <laughs> I was always taking stuff apart. And, and I think even though I never put them back together, I think my young mind just wanted to see, like, how things worked. So I just take them apart. Like. Well, Did sorry, we not dad. put it back together, right? Oh, my dad would come over and be like, what the hell are you doing? You didn't, you're not going to put this back together. No, I got to put it back together. And so it was a whole debacle. But yeah, I mean, you, you learned, you learned a skill that you're probably still going to, you probably still use it today. And you're probably going to use it for the rest of your life. I don't think I use it today. So what I do is uh, we have like this candy bowl and I put it one shelf like above eye level 
Um, so I can't see what is in there or how much is in there. Cause if mm. I have just like free access to candy, I will just grab a handful every single time I walk past it, put it in my pocket and then slowly eat it. I'm a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want a pocket full of candy all the time. Um, so I have it above eye level, so I can't really reach it and I can't grab more than like one or two things out of there. And I have no idea how much is in there. That's I a good idea. No, I res- I respect that that you you are you are self aware that if you do the uh, if you do the other, you're going to be walking around like an like a five year old with a candy or with a with a pocket full of candy. So oh, good dude, for it was you. So bad around like Christmas when we were visiting family, and everyone's got all these fucking plates of cookies and pastries sure. and M M&M and M Christmas tree things everywhere, and I'll just be like, oh my god, that looks delicious. That one looks delicious. And Jesse's mom made like 12 different kinds of cookies. I'm like, I fucking, I got to try all of them. (laughs) What if that one is like super dope and I didn't eat it? And I have to try all of them in one sitting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's no pacing yourself. That's not part of this. Are you, are you a person that has to have the giant glass of milk? Because that would be to try 12 cookies in one sitting. I would have to have a hefty size glass of milk i actually don't like milk what about almond Um, milk or soy milk so i buy what is it called it's a red container and it's like lactose free milk so it's still whole milk it's just filtered so it doesn't have that mucus in there and that's what like really grosses me out about milk is when you drink it you're like you know like clearing your throat for the next 10 minutes because of the just like the extra in there (laughs) okay oh it really grosses me out dude the consistency (laughs) of milk is just gnarly (laughs) gnarly like if you drink water and then you drink milk you're like it's something's not right something's not right i personally still i don't fully enjoy it as much as i used to but I I, li- I still like uh, just a regular you know glass of two uh, percent is fine every every now and then. But I'm a big almond milk drinker, big supporter of the almond milk. So shout out to the makers of that really good stuff, <laughs> really good stuff. I used to like almond milk, but then whenever I would bake something, I'd still have to go buy regular milk. Yeah, yeah, I've almond noticed milk, that soy milk, coconut milk, they all suck to cook with. I've noticed that with uh, making mac and cheese because I've been trying to to perfect some smoked mac and cheese. And yeah, the, all the recipes are calling for like half and half. And so when you need something yeah. that thick, you know, an almond milk is not going to be a substitute no matter how much you use or what kind you use. It's just Maybe not going to work. Maybe you could put cornstarch in there to get it like thicker, but you still don't have Ooh. like the cream aspect. So right. I like where your head's at with that, though. Maybe butter. <laughs> Just put a big, big yeah. smack of butter in there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll fi- we'll figure it out. You know, I mean, but it doesn't take that much half and half. So I end up just buying like a small carton, which I know. But is... then you use like what a quarter cup or less, and the rest of it goes bad because you had the one recipe planned. I have just- I have had that happen, <laughs> but. The recipe that I used recently called for the, like, I mean, I'm talking like a small carton, like almost the size, a little bit bigger than like a milk carton. Yeah. 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 They're really tiny. Yeah. You buy one of those and you use the entire thing in like a big batch of mac and cheese. So it works out. 
you're not wasteful. But I do, I do def, you know, do agree. Like I've been in that situation where I bought half and half, and it, I like I don't drink coffee, so I don't put it in there. Or like, I mean, you're I'm not gonna you don't drink coffee. I mean, Man. every every once in a while, iced coffee, real good. Ooh, ooh, that <laughs> is my shit. You want to talk about that. guilty pleasure? Is like getting an iced coffee from McDonald's with the with the whipped cream McDonald's. on top. Oh God! Well, see, they they make they're so extra like fatty and just over the top. Like, why they do you need... make it right next to the fries? I don't I, know. They must because they're putting <laughs> whipped cream and they put like the caramel drizzle on top of the cream. It's like I don't need this, but it's delicious, and I'm getting caffeinated, and I'm getting like a hundred grams of sugar. So what's up? You guys want to run a mile? Like, <laughs> Oh, God. No. I mean, I used to have like a huge Starbucks problem because I worked at one inside of a Barnes & Noble. Oof. Um, I would be. So, oh, dude, you get a 50% discount. That's the most discount I've ever had at any job. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 50% off coffee. You, you, guys, you guys never got free coffee? The first one of your shift would be oh, free. Oh, per shift. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. And then like after that, like if you got food or something else or like another coffee or whatever, that would all be 50% off. So wait, people would get two coffees or more per shift? This bitch right here <laughs> did. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, we're going to start off. With two shots of espresso with some oh cream on it, a little bit of brown sugar, shoot oh that shit God. back and clean off the tables. <laughs> oh my God. And then in about three hours, once we start to feel like we're, you know, chugging a little slower than we were, we're going to wash that down with an Americano. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. I was a multiple coffee per shift person. That's insane. That is pure insanity. <laughs> oh, dude. And it's even worse when you know, like, just how to make all of these things. Well, sure. And then, like, all the seasonal shit changes. There was one year where they did um, a chili mocha latte. So it's, like, dark chocolate that's spicy. And then you put mm. it in coffee. It's, like, um, like, a Mexican hot chocolate almost, but with espresso in it. And Oh my god! I tried. I that. like. I abused the shit out of that. I <laughs> loved it so much, but they never brought it back, and I was super pissed. Super pissed. Well, I'm sure that you wait. So, how much stuff there could you not make at home? Um, I mean, if you had a way to make espresso, you could make a big portion of it. Um, but a lot of like what makes Starbucks Starbucks is their add-ins. So they have, oh. you know, like the caramel and mocha sauce and chai and vanilla bean powder and matcha and like all the extras. Sure. And that's why they can charge you $7 or whatever for a yeah, small it's, coffee. It's the extras. If you get unflavored coffee there, it's not more expensive than like tim hortons or dunkin donut or whatever but if you want yeah a vanilla bean frappe whatever the fuck with some chocolate on it yeah it's gonna be eight dollars <laughs> that's just the way of the world <laughs> yeah but i mean if you had just like a milk steamer and a way to make espresso you could make the base okay. drink of everything on that menu okay okay 
I'm going to start slinging, uh, slinging Starbucks out of my house. <laughs> oh, dude, I would love to have an espresso machine, but I don't think I can handle that kind of power. What do you mean? I would be a, a two coffee a day at home kind of person. Oh, so you're like, saying you couldn't. Yeah. You, like, it's the same thing with the candy. Like, you'd have yeah. to have it out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I get, like, dependent on things like that. I'm like, all right, I cannot open my left eye today unless I have two shots of espresso. That's just how it is. My mm. entire family is like caffeine addicts, too. Mm. We all have coffee in the morning. And then some of my family members just carry like a thermos all day and just keep <laughs> replenishing it until about five o'clock. And then we cut off. Huh. So that's definitely going past the guilty pleasure line. Like, way past it's, it's a guilty pleasure for me because it's now not a part of my everyday oh, okay, life okay, so okay. once in a while i'll get to splurge and be like oh it's been three months let's let's go get a seven dollar latte who gives a shit <laughs> um but it, it used to be like way too often so well i think I, i've reined it in i think part of the guilt portion of that is also how much you spend on on a, a premium coffee, right? Mm, oh my god, dude! Because if you're a two coffee, if you're a two coffee a day person, and you're getting Starbucks both times, I mean, we're talking like close to a drug habit cost a day, right? Like <laughs> it's some kind of dependency bill, that's for sure. It was even worse when I lived in Daphne, Alabama. And if any of you guys are anywhere near there, go check this place out. It's I don't think that they ever opened another location. It's like a one coffee shop kind of place. Mom and it's Pop. called Soul Caffeine. Yeah. I don't know if there's any others. I hope they did. Um, mm. But I lived like three houses down from the little strip mall that it was in. Right. And then I worked at the Target that was around the corner. So I would walk three houses down go to the little cafe, walk a block in the other direction, go to Target and go to work, and then on my way back, do the same shit <laughs> almost every day. And were their coffees the same price as like a Starbucks? I would say it was cheaper. One, because it's like Alabama. And then two, it wasn't um, as, I don't know, like once a business is around for a while, then they have like a broader menu, they mm. specialize, you know, things like that. When I went there, it was like the first year that they were open. Um, they had like the basic stuff and then like some add-ons, but they did it so well. They did it so well. Hmm. They perfected their craft. They did. That's good. I really like when a menu's small and they just like fucking kill it. And then later on, you know, they add a little bit more. Yeah. If you that's... have a small menu and things suck, you need to remove those or get better at it. One hundred small menu. One hundred percent. Fucking kill it and then expand. Yes, yes. Or just That's keep the did. menu small and yeah. just continue to cuz like sometimes having a big menu isn't always better. You just want people to come in, decide and and burn and turn in a way, you know, so like you you like you turn over like Oh yeah. You know, your turnover time goes goes uh down. Um, your quality stays mm -hmm. the same at a high level, you know, whatever it may be. So I don't know. Sometimes menus are like difficult to navigate and they confuse yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah. They're like, all right, 
You want ribs, chicken, or salad? Cool. Do you want to make it a combo? Well, we can take one thing from this and one thing from that. This other thing you've never fucking heard of before. And let's throw some chips in there. That'll right. be twice as And then there's and premium like, sides what? down below if you want those. Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? So, Just, like, even it all out. <laughs> make them all the same price. You'll still make a profit. It's fine. Now that you've got your marketing lesson from from uh, Adrian and Ray tonight. <laughs> I'm a consumer. I know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about um, a guilty pleasure show, uh, another TV show that mm-hmm. I had around the time that I was like just coming out of high school. So around like the 17 to like 19 year old range. But there was a summer camp TV show and I don't remember what um what channel it was on who who brought it to uh to TV but it was a show called Bug Juice. Do you happen to remember that show? I know that there's a drink called Bug Juice. Okay, yeah, yeah, there's that. But it's this like totally cheesy um reality tv show that's following around these kids that are probably in early high school to like late middle school so like anywhere from like seventh grade to maybe like ninth grade or you know around in there and (laughs) they would follow these kids around and there it was like it was like a weight loss camp so it was like extra I guess. Oh yeah, I just looked it up. I've never seen this. Before. Yeah, it's like extra cheesy, but for whatever reason, it was a guilty pleasure of my. Like, I did not want to admit to a single soul. The, the fortunate thing was is that it was on at like some weird time of the night. It was on at like midnight or like one a.m. It was super odd that they'd be sh- not prime time. Yeah, it was like super odd that they were showing it this late. But I was addicted. I would like stay up no matter what. To watch the show. But I think that it was my like. My yearning to have gone to a a summer camp like that. Mm -hmm. And I never got to. So I was just super like into this show. Super like bought into it. Um, But it was definitely 100% cheesy. And just there's no reason for me at that age to have been watching it. Like it was a total total guilty pleasure of mine it really was oh man when i was a kid i think i was like 10 or less and there was wb kids yeah and they had early morning cartoons which is the smartest fucking thing cable ever did ever for me as a child (laughs) yeah if you do afternoon cartoons super late at night cartoons i'm probably at school or in bed but early in the morning cartoons, like before school early. So I had a reason to get up so I can fucking watch Sailor Moon and eat my corn pops. Absolutely. <laughs> that was yes. amazing. But I went back and like watched Sailor Moon like a year or so ago. And I was like, damn, this show sucks. Show but, sucks. But did it suck whenever it came out though? Like, No, it was magical. I loved was, every minute of it. I just I, can't go back and spoil it for myself. Yeah, I never personally watched it, but I remember people talking about it, you know, back in back then. Like it was it was something to yeah, it was something to write home about. For sure. It was right a- around the time um when I was also watching like Veggie Tales. 
You ever watch that? <laughs> no, I never watched Veggie Tales. <gasps> My God, dude, I lived <laughs> off of that shit when I was a kid. Oh, it was adorable. There was what Larry the Cucumber and Bob the Tomato. And they went on these little adventures and shit together and sung little songs. Oh, I loved Larry. He was the most carefree little not pickle ever. <laughs> it was adorable. That I is amazing. So I started I, singing little songs like ever since then. I feel like my sister probably would have watched something like that, but I can't remember. That was a there there was like another um yeah, it was it was Barney. My sister used to watch Barney. Oh god. And I at my so there's a five year difference between us. Mm-hmm. And so me being, I guess I must have been around nine to ten years old. So like as a young boy, or technically kind of an older boy, because I was getting closer to, to uh to my teenage years. I was like getting to that point where I was like, I'm cool. I don't fucking watch Barney. Like I would never watch Barney, but I secretly like was having that guilty pleasure of like whenever my sister would watch Barney, I'd be like, sure. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was mean, the, the TV's on. It was know. the same thing as like the Jersey Shore thing. Like my, you know, instead of it being my sister, it was my girlfriend at the time. I was there, you know, there was nothing else to yeah, really they do towards the TV. <laughs> they twisted There's my arm else good on. held a Fun's gun to my head yeah yeah there's no yeah, snacks exactly no phone no snacks yeah so you know what here i am i watched barney and i turned out okay <laughs> yeah my sister's era was barney well barney was like between us so neither of us okay. really watched it that much for her it was more like teletubbies Oh, yeah. Those creepy fuckers. Oh, my God. By that time, I was way too. Yeah, I was way cool for Teletubbies by that time. I think I was like seven or eight when she was watching them when she was like one or two. Okay. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. There's a big fucking glowing baby (laughs) in the sky and TVs and stomachs. And oh, so weird. So weird. A vacuum with like a a, what do you call it? Like a, a trunk. Like an elephant trunk, and it would just snort things up, and I'm like, "That's terrible! This poor thing." Yeah, no, that that show had so many flaws, and it bothered me. I don't think I've seen a single episode, and I'm very glad I never oh, did. I think I've seen every episode. Oh no, <laughs> your poor soul. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you have experienced it, but when you're like the older sibling by like X amount of years, you end up being the free babysitter at one point. Yes. Yeah. So when my sister was like doing all of this stuff, my mom would be like, all right, I'm going to go do whatever. Watch your sister. You know, even if she was like, I don't know, reading a book outside, then we would be inside and she wants to watch Teletubbies. That's what we're fucking doing. Right. You have no choice. You have to appease the little sibling or you're going to get in trouble. Dude, I'll tell mom. Have the tiniest fuse. Like little tiny toddlers just like lose their shit so fast. Oh my God. (laughs) Have you ever seen those? Um, there's like this, what do you call it? Like a thread of just like pictures of kids and toddlers that have lost their minds due to things that they did. Yeah. So there's like a picture of like a kid crying with stickers on his face. And it's like my son's crying because he asked me to put stickers on his face. And then I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that one. It. They just fucking lose it. <laughs> I was reading a thread the other day on Reddit that was... Uh, how do you know when you're ugly? 
And uh, one of them was hang around a bunch of little toddlers and they'll tell you. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. true. They don't have filters. They don't know what it means to hurt somebody's feelings. Like they just full blast. They don't. Full blast. They'll tell you. (laughs) I remember one of my friend's kids is like that. And she'll just be like, wow, you should brush your hair. And I'm like, I probably should. Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a stick stuck in your hair. Right. <laughs> you probably have poop in your diaper. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but I've definitely been like just straight up dissed by a kid. But then like, oh, you yeah. reflect a little bit and you're like, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I should brush my hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I used to go like weeks without brushing my hair though so i've gotten better about taming it well you know i mean if you want to be an amazonian woman hey you you I do had dreads you. at one point but dude they're like they're so heavy they're yeah so heavy. Th- those probably end up taking more time to take care of in like a single session than it would to do just like daily short spurts of maintenance potentially at least for the first like year or two Oh, for the okay. first six months, they're just like fluffy ropes. They're not like <laughs> solid in any way. Yeah. And then as they become more solid, they get denser, they get heavier. And okay. They, uh, that they makes sense. Firmer. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So I ended up like from like ears all the way around, like to the back of my head, I shaved all of that hair off mm-hmm. just so I could put them all on top of my head. And then I could sleep like on like the back of my head. Because like the ropes was just so fucking horrible. So I ended up combing them all out. It took, was it 12 hours, I think, to comb (sighs) them all out. And then my hair was just a giant fluff of hair. I can only imagine you just like looking like something out of this, like the ice age. Like it's just you with that hair and like a club. (laughs) Or like if you took like 80 balloons and like rub them all over my head, you know, like that static fluff. Yeah. That's kind of what it looked like. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys have like um, any sort of like science center or like uh, a magic house. We have like a place called the Magic House in St. Louis where it has like globes. Yeah. Like the electromagnetic globe thing where you touch mm-hmm. it and it yeah that's that's what i imagine like, for sure oh yes 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 have you ever seen when like there's like the pictures of like the little kitty paws on there oh my god those glowing toe beans are the cutest thing ever no i haven't seen that oh dude google it it'll just make your heart smile okay it's so precious okay <laughs> <laughs> well their little hair sticks up it's cute i i will definitely look at that i'll definitely look at that uh, guys, we definitely want to hear about your guilty pleasures. So please, like I said, drop us a line either on Twitter. You can uh, leave us a comment if you're listening to us on YouTube. Definitely, definitely, we'd love to hear about your guilty pleasures. Um, and either, you know, that or either uh, future, you know, stuff that you want us to talk about. Anything. We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear. Drop a comment in the comment box. Yes, do it. All right, but thank you guys so much for listening. This was a really fun episode. Yeah, for Um, sure. We put out episodes every Wednesday. We're on pretty much any platform that you can find a podcast. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye, dude. Bye.